What's going on? This is the Find Your Fearless podcast, and I am your host, Erica Hepperly, your favorite women's elevation and breakthrough coach, founder of the Fearless Feminine Project, gut and hormone health expert. In this podcast, you will find the raw and real moments of what it means to live life fearlessly. From living life in corporate to building my life self-portrait, I will empower you to finally wake up to your life and feel comfortable as fuck in your body. I will ignite your confident superpower so you finally get the hell out of your own way and see the magic in your life unfold. Because when you live your life fearlessly, mm, that's when alchemy starts to happen. Welcome back to the Find Your Fearless podcast. I am so ecstatic for having today's guest here in front of your guys' ears and ready to drop the knowledge that she's learned along her journey. She is a consciously confident coach that helps with healing, expansion, and ascension. Jax, welcome. Hi. <laughs> thanks How for are being you? good. Thanks for being here. Jax and I actually met back in our bodybuilding days when we crossed mm-hmm. paths through a mutual friend and really just fell in love with her energy, fell in love with her silliness. And I have seen her as I've evolved on my journey. She's also been along on her own journey. Um, so it's been really cool to stand by her as she steps into that next version of herself, as she uh, gets rid of old stories and steps into her truth. So we're just going to jam out and kind of talk about where, you know, your journey started, Jax. And um, I'm sure so many women can see themselves within your story. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love you so much. Erica's one of my very best friends. So I'm, I'm so excited to be here with you on your podcast. So I appreciate you having me. My story has phases as I feel like most women or people can resonate with that. I did fitness or bodybuilding for a few years and kind of really wanted to get into the best shape of my life. I was a new mom. I had my son and about a year in was getting taking photos of myself to try on bathing suits. And I saw some things that I didn't like. And my head was like, oh my gosh, I need to work out. I've never worked out. Let's do this. So I was like, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. That was, it was all external. It was all physical related. So I was like, okay, what is something that I've never done? Let me dive into that. So I was like, oh, a bikini competition, bodybuilding. So I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to set this goal, which let alone... Being on prep, as you know, is is hard as shit. But also being up on stage in a very, very small bikini was something that was terrifying to me. So I said, okay, let's hit all the stones. Let's do this totally scary thing that I've never been able to even fathom as a goal of mine. Let's set this goal. So as I was going through prep, I also decided to move across the country to San Diego. I'm originally from Delaware with my husband and child. My marriage at the time was starting to show some signs of just that the relationship wasn't serving me anymore. Mm -hmm. I think that I knew it for a long time. There wasn't a deep emotional attachment there. And I am a very deep person. And I felt like he just wasn't my person. So bodybuilding was a way to 
distract myself from that. So I went all in. I would go to the gym for hours and hours and hours. I would wake up early before my son and husband got up and I would spend hours at the gym. It was me time, but I was miserable. I wasn't healing absolutely anything. I was just working on the physical aspects. So my flesh suit, my body, that was all I was working on. Mm-hmm. Got into the absolute best shape of my life. Remember looking in the mirror and felt like shit. I wasn't confident at all. I could wear whatever I wanted. People were like, you look so great. You're so fit. You're so lean, blah, 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 blah. I didn't care. I didn't feel it at all. And that's when I realized I was running away from the biggest problem, which was myself. So I decided to break off the relationship with my husband, which was a huge, huge turning point for me because Mm. I literally moved across the country with him. I had absolutely no family out here no real friends yet. I was on my own as a single mom trying to make it in life and I had not healed at all. So I was kind of just in chaotic mode, but knew that my truth was starting to come up in the sense of this relationship isn't serving you. I was, that little intuition was starting to guide me and I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was becoming louder and louder. And I was like, okay, I need to start listening. Like my heart just doesn't feel right. And if I'm feeling like this, that's not fair for him either. I wanted him to also meet his great love. So we split up. I started doing inner work. Mm -hmm. And I later on met a very conscious man who I started dating. Now, I wasn't conscious at all yet, Mm -hmm. uh, but I was very curious. And he saw that in me and he was a mind, body, soul mentor. So about six months into our relationship, I said, enough's enough. Like, I really want to be mentored by you. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, uh-huh. this could go one or two ways. Uh-huh. Um, it was the, probably the one of the hardest things in our relationship that we went through, but also like the catalyst of the most growth that I've ever had. I was also a registered nurse for the past 10 years and felt a lot of resistance going to work. I knew I wanted to help people. That's why I went into the nursing, into the nursing career. Mm-hmm. But there was something, every time I would get ready for work, I would have this like weird energy, like resistant to going. Um, I didn't know what kind of energy I was. I mean, and I was saying, I didn't know what I was now know, like yeah. the energy, I didn't know what energy was, but the people that I would interact with, they, I, I'm an empath. So I would take on all the energy, the, the worker, coworkers, if they were in a bad mood or had some bad energy, literally taking it on. This was, I had poor boundaries. I had, I had done no work at this point. I know some listeners might be well-versed in the lingo and some might not be. When you mm-hmm. talk about um, healing, yes. what does that consist of in your own, in your own verbs, in your own language? Um, okay. If someone's like, I, I feel I'm good. I'm totally good. What do I need to heal? What would right. you explain that to be for them? And I thought the same. Yeah. <laughs> so healing is, there's so many wounds. I had Everybody has trauma from childhood. I call it little T's or big T's. A little T, a little trauma could be you were bullied in fourth grade. Someone called you a name one time. Mm -hmm. And that could stick with you in your subconscious that you don't realize is affecting you to this day. Mm -hmm. Or a big T, you were raped. One of your parents died. Your parents got divorced. So there's big traumas, little traumas. And everybody's trauma is, it's objective to themselves. So a little T, a little trauma could affect you just as deeply as someone's big trauma. So I had sexual abuse happen to me, uh, a sexual assault, 
a rape. I've had both my, my parents were divorced. I was bullied in grade school. I was attracting men that would reject me and abandon me. So I had rejection wounds. I had abandonment wounds. I had a ton of trauma, but in my mind, I was good. Everybody, I presented as very positive. Mm -hmm. I presented as very happy. Everyone would say, I love your energy. You're just so great to be around. But inside, inside subconsciously, I was hurting deeply, but I didn't know that until I started doing the work, the shadow work. So that, that's kind of like the healing, the healing terminology that I would go through. That's a great point to point out there is we all have core wounds, no matter, you know, what, and speaking to the traumas, like so many, like she said, so many little traumas can add up to just be as effective as a, as a big trauma, as a big T trauma. And something that you spoke to right there is that mask, the mask of being positive, the mask of being energetic. And a lot of times we don't realize it, but I started to realize it within myself as well was it was a mask of, well, I'm always positive. And it was just dumping more and more positivity, positive affirmations, manifestation, you know, speaking into existence what you want. But it's like the more I was dumping the the light, the positives, mm-hmm. the, the darker my darkness got or the darker my yes. wounds and traumas got. So yes. um, I love that you spoke to that. Yes. And that, that is the masks that we wear. I'm so glad that you put it in that term is like weight to people. So when you haven't healed and most people normalize that, they're like, I feel great. I feel great. I felt like that. I genuinely thought I was a happy person and still I did. And still I started doing the work. Mm-hmm. And once you start healing, it's literally like removing like a weight vest and then little weights are just falling off you and you start feeling light. And that's essentially raising your vibration. That's like the best way to, in my eyes, to metaphorically put it because people, that's a hard way to describe things. They're like, oh, raise your vibe. Or, yeah. high vibe I'm high vibing. It's like, yeah. it's not just a woo-woo term. Like that's actually a real thing. We're all made of energy. So when you have wounds, you're on a lower vibrational state because these wounds are heaviness. It's the darkness is heavy and it's holding you down. So when you can heal those wounds, you're starting to like remove them and lift them off of you. And this weight is starting to lift. And that's when you really, when you can raise your vibration up. Yeah. And if you're looking for understanding a visual, if you're a visual person and you're like, what does that even mean? How can I understand vibration? What's frequency? There is a chart. You can Google this chart. And it is an energetic vibe. Um, it's, I think it's an energetic frequency chart. And basically it shows you the frequency of say fear and guilt and shame in a contracted state compared to love, enlightenment, um, joy, gratitude that are in, in an expansive state. And you can see where you fall on that chart. And I think that really helped me when I was going through doing the work was understanding I get it, but this is such a lofty term to me, frequency, vibration, but how can I see it? So if you Google that, you can really see, and I'll probably put in the show notes, maybe a link to um, where you can find that chart, but I think that would be a good visual for you all to see. Yes, that is a incredible. I did the same thing where I, when you can really see that I'm a visual learner myself. And when I saw that chart, I was like, Ooh, like where actually am I? And a lot of it was the fear, the guilt, the shame. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm wondering why I'm not attracting anything positive into my life right now. You can't attract anything that 
on that higher vibrational state when you're in those lower emotional states. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you check that out. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the law of attraction or the law of vibration will show you that like attracts like. So lower vibrational frequencies will attract lower vibrational outcomes. So it's kind of an example just to put it into perspective really quick. If you're in a place of lack, oh my God, I need more money. Oh my God, I need more of this. Oh my God, where am I going to get X, Y, and Z? Or I don't have enough friends. You're in this like lack, lack mindset. Then all of a sudden you're driving down the road and you get pulled over by a cop and you get a ticket because you're attracting mm-hmm. the lack, um, more yeah. financial burdens. So just yeah. think of oh. that every time you're coming into that place. In there. <laughs> I'm like, what the, you stub your toe, you get a ticket, uh-huh. you spill your drink all over you. Oh, I've been there. That yeah. is like, it just keeps rolling on. You're like, what else is happening? <laughs> but it's so true. And then when you on the flip side, when that, when you feel the state of gratitude or joy or compassion or love, those are one of the highest vibrational feelings that you can have. That's when you start, things start magnetizing to you of the same frequency. Mm-hmm. You might meet the love of your life that day, you, your friendships. I mean, it's just everything. All the good starts coming towards you when you're in those higher vibrational states. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So working to raise your vibrational frequency through healing. So you spoke yeah. You, the fact that you left your husband, um, yes. you and your husband separated, and then yes. you got into a relationship with Jeremy, and then after that, yes. you started doing the work, and you're in his mentorship. What started yes. to, you know, weight started to come off, things started to unfold. Ooh. What was like yes. the the journey in that in that container? It was very hard because I was dating my mentor. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend not doing that. It wasn't supposed to be that way, but I worked my ass off and it worked. So there was a lot of a lot of turmoil because I had a victim mindset in the beginning where I was, woe is me, woe is me. And I'm learning from him and he was trying to empower me, also being my boyfriend, also being my mentor. So that was really tough. So once I got through that and really empowered myself, I started realizing, whoa. I love this shit. The soul was so powerful. I was meeting Jax, not this tattooed long blonde hair girl, but my soul. It was like, holy shit. Every, the, not the ego's version of me, but like who I actually was before the world dimmed me is what I kind of explained it as. So before all these belief systems came into my world, all the traumas came in, I was meeting who I actually am on a soul level. And I was falling in love with me for the first time. And I ended up seeing, I was getting downloads of like, you're meant to do this. You're meant to teach this. This is, this is the help. You want to help people? This is it. And it was clear as day. And funny story, Jeremy, at the time of when we very first started dating, he got a download uh, from his meditation that said that Jax was going to become this expansion mentor, but he never told me. He said that he had a download about me. And I said, what was it? And he was like, I can't tell you. I don't want to alter your life. I want this to, if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen because it's meant to happen. So when I came to him with this idea and said, babe, I know exactly what I'm meant to do in life. Like nursing's not it. I know what it is. And I told him and he like was kind of like smirking. And I was like, how are you smirking at boy? And he was like, (laughs) I knew this like, I knew this day was coming. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, remember I told you I had that download. He was like, this was it. And I was like blown away because this was like, you know, at least a year and a half after that. Good things take time, let me tell you. Uh (laughs) So 
my big thing was I started creating this program. I was still a nurse at the time. I had scarcity around quitting my job and going all in. I have a child. I, I just, you know, the, the, the lack mindset was still there. The limiting beliefs were still kind of there. That takes a long time to break through. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I had this new empowerment, I still had these stories that said, well, you can do both. You can do both for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So then I wasn't going all in cause I didn't have the time to finish the program. Well then quarantine happened and guess what we got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Hello universe. Thank you. <laughs> so that's why I always tell people it's kind of like your perception of how things are going or are. So 2020 for me was the best year of my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, terrible things happened, but personally for me, it was the greatest catalyst year for my entire existence of growth. Yep. And yeah. And I took that time that I so needed and I built and I created, I kept going, I kept going. And it was like, as, as people were like, going through shit, I was like, fuck that. I'm going up. So I was just building myself up, like just like focusing on all that I needed to do to get through to it. And then my, I get a, I get a letter or no, I get a um, text from my manager and she's like, Hey, we're getting ready to open back up. Can you start working again? And I kind of got excited, but nervous because I was ready to launch my program at this time. Mm-hmm. So that fear starts coming back in. Right. And I told my, I looked at my boyfriend and he was like, I was like, okay, well, I think I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do part-time. I told her three days and he was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You're telling, you're telling the universe you're not ready. And I was like, well, I think I, I think I can do both. So I started doing that thing again. Right. I went back to work for one month and the resistance from my soul was palpable. Uh It was every single day I went in and it was like, I'm living a lie. This isn't what I want to do. This is not it. This is not who you are meant to be or who your soul is meant to be. This isn't it. And after a month, I put in my two weeks and I went full in the mentorship. Yeah. Amazing. And I remember exactly that whole timeline and you've just like exponentially expanded and really like stepped into your power. And it's been so beautiful to watch. And I think this is such a good uh, lesson, especially for a lot of women at this time, because I mean, even in my program, there's been, you know, women that I'm currently coaching that the same thing happened and they were like, nope, I want to build my graphic design business. I'm going all in. Um, mm-hmm. For me, just the same where I had to leave my personal training because I was foot, half, one foot in in personal training, one foot in in um, online coaching. And yes. I, neither of them were flourishing because it was that just that. The, uh, the universe isn't ready. You, the universe knows you're not ready if you're standing in this yes. place of half in, half out. For you, when like you took the leap of faith or you knew it wasn't for you? Did you have any like physiological responses or did you have any, like what allowed you to be like, you know, this is not me. How can someone that's in a a job that they know they just don't like kind of, how do they know it's literally not their path? Is there anything that you can share with them? Yes. So again, there were signs before I became conscious or started doing the inner work. So those signs were, resistance going into work, feeling like, oh, I just don't know if I like it. Like you shouldn't not love what you're doing every single day. Mm -hmm. And I was going for the security of a paycheck every two weeks. And it was, I didn't love it. So I ask, I ask my clients this all the time too. And I'm like, do you love what you do? Do you have a passion? Do you wake up and you're like, I can't wait to work? 
100% mostly of the time they say no, it's just decent money or it, it helps me live the life that I want. So they live for the weekend. So that's something I did too. If you're living for the weekend, you go to work Monday and you're like, hurry up Friday, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. That's resistance. That's your soul trying to tell you something. So once I got into meditating, it was like undeniable at that point because my soul was literally like, my intuition was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So that resistance turned into a knowing, a knowing that that wasn't it. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done denying my reality. I'm done denying my soul's purpose. Like, what is it? And so what you, what an easy thing to do is, and if you're new to meditating, just close your eyes, breathe and ask the universe for clarity. Is this what I want to do? Listen, there, there will be a feeling come over you. Like let, let yourself listen and don't set an alarm. Don't try to rush through it. There's nowhere to go. Be one with yourself and ask the universe a question and you will get the answer. And it might not be the answer you want, but it's the, the truth. And that is something that is precious because we, if you were to listen, if every single person were to listen to their soul, we'd all be happy. We wouldn't have this, this resistance to anything. So for me, when I wake up in the morning, one, I get to set my alarm when I want because I'm Mm self-employed. I get to wake up on my time. I'm also homeschooling my son. It's not a big deal because I work from home. I can schedule anything around anything. And I'm so excited to go to work. And I quote work because it doesn't feel like work. It's my passion. I love this shit. I love waking people up. I love making people feel their highest self. There's nothing like it. And I know, Erica, you feel the same exact way. It's this passion that's like ignited inside of me. And I've never felt like that when I went to my nursing job. Not once. I would have like the first couple weeks of each new nursing job where I, I love everyone. Everybody feels great. The job isn't bad. It's great. And then after a couple weeks to a month, I would have that same resistance. I haven't had that one time. Not wow. once. I love it. And then you can just hear the passion. You can hear the excitement in your voice when you're speaking. And it's, it's so beautiful to hear because that is you truly living in alignment with your truth, helping others wake up to their truth. Um, when it comes to truth, right? I always speak to this and I have my own way of explaining it, but I'm sure my audience would love to hear what does like, if I'm searching from, or if I'm walking closer towards my truth or I'm, I'm a lot of people are searching for things, right? Yeah. How can you explain to them what their truth is and how they don't need to search for it? Yes. So truth is truly listening to that inner intuition inside. And truth also is not people pleasing. That's a huge one. Because as soon as you people please, you're putting on a mask. You're playing a role. And most people people please because they're afraid of rejection. They have rejection or abandonment wounds. I did it for years. So I wouldn't speak my truth. I didn't want the guy to leave me. I didn't want the guy to abandon me or reject me. So I would say something that wasn't truly my truth to keep them from, keep them from leaving me. Mm-hmm. So speaking your truth is literally speaking exactly how you feel without projecting. Mm-hmm. Now that's a hard, so that's hard to do. So speaking your truth 
not people pleasing and not projecting all in once that takes mm -hmm. time to and practice to get to that point. So I started speaking my truth, but then I was in like a toxic masculine place where it was like more matter of fact. And it was like, well, this is how I feel. That's my truth. And it's uh -huh. like, well, no, there's, there's a kind and uh, healthy Beautiful. way to speak yeah. without projecting onto somebody. Mm -hmm. So that's really like a flow way to get there. And, and that does take practice. So it's really listening to your inner guide, your, your intuition and letting it speak out to the world. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for women to speak their truth. Again, a lot of that fear steps in of what people are going to think about me. So as soon as you have that worry in place and you say anything other than what you want to say because of worry, you're actually not being authentic mm -hmm. because you're speaking to what you think this person wants you to say or what's, what you want to hear, what they want to hear from you. And then you're not actually being authentic. So that relationship is null and void because yeah. you're not you and they're not them. They might be them, but you're not being you. Cause if you're not speaking your truth, that's not a real relationship. Mm -hmm. Your truth, you can really get deeper into your relationships. You can really find who your soul is meant to connect with. And to me, that's everything. That's what I always wanted. I always wanted to find my twin flame soulmate, whatever you want to call it. I wanted to find my friendships, my soulmate friendships. And the more I'm speaking the truth, the more healing I've done, the more masks I removed, I found those people. I found you. I found, and me and you, we were, we found each other early on, but we were yeah. both wearing masks. Yeah. So we were like, I loved you. I even loved you with a mask on. Yeah. Yeah. How much more, how much more authentic our love is now that we've removed those masks and our relationship is this like, I mean, I talk to you more than some of my friends that have been friends with me for years because it's a deeper soul relationship now. And to me, that's everything. I don't have to play a part with you. I can wear my bathrobe. I can wear, <laughs> I can wear no makeup, my hair over here. And, and I know you're going to love the shit out of me no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I love oh, all of that that you spoke to. So freaking beautiful. First thing is, yeah, like we knew each other for like for years, but we were yeah. never as close as we yeah. are now after we've done the healing, after we've stepped closer to our truth. And I think that's such a huge thing to point out is so many women will tiptoe around saying what they want to say or tiptoeing around speaking what they know is best or really being seen in their messiness or seen in their full aliveness. Like women, we shut ourselves down because one of the fear of the, of judgment from other women, right? What is this? What oh, is yeah. this going to think about me or what does that mean? And then she's going to think I'm X, Y, and Z rather than no, if you stand in your truth and you speak it and you're loud and you're playful and you're always loving and you're coming from this place of like, you got some spinach in your teeth. Like you're always <laughs> speaking to, <I> love that. <laughs> is the truth in a loving and compassionate way that's going to allow other women to do so. That's going to mm -hmm. allow other women to step into their place of, holy shit, she's powerful and I'm also powerful. We don't have yes. to fight for this existence. We coexist. And yes. when we can really uplift each other, that is when the world starts to grow and glow. And, yes. Ooh, um, I like that. Yeah. And I then, like that. <laughs> glow. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, so, and it's, and it's, and then to ask yourself, um, I was out this past weekend with, um, a girl, with a group of women 
and we were out and just an event at a, at a dinner and this woman kind of owned the room a little bit more than I did. And I'm so used to being the one that really owns the room, not to like to my own horn, but that's just the truth. Normally in a situation, I, I feel threatened when someone tries to own more of the space than I do. It's like a battle, but I've done so much healing work that I was able to just sit back and like soak in the beauty of her soul through ah. just admiring and watching her and like from a place of friendship, from a place of love, from a place of sisterhood and take yes. little gems of where am I feeling a little triggered and how can I heal that? And she's one of the most beautiful souls. And I think just what, speaking to that really is we can all uplift each other. When we speak our truth, we're able to be more authentic. There's less cattiness. There's more love. There's more um, uplifting vibes. And to speak on triggers, and I still randomly get triggered. It's way less than what it used to be. But I would get triggered by someone that was beautiful or that was more successful or this, that, and the other. And it really is just a mirror to you. So Mm -hmm. it's really showing you, if you get triggered, I, I invite you to stop. And look back and instead of gossiping about somebody, see and feel deep inside, like where is that trigger actually coming from? Because it's, it's the universe really giving you a test or it's telling you, it's giving you something that you can heal from. And the more you heal, the less you will get triggered. And that to me is like everything. Mm-hmm. Who wants to walk around being triggered all day? Like I sure as hell don't want to. <laughs> no way. And I think no like way. you speaking to, the, there was a portion in here just to be super vulnerable and authentic where you were talking about meditation. And I felt like a, like a, like my chest kind of got a little heavy and I started to be like, like almost wanting you to like speed through that explanation. It was, I'm like, wh- like why? And I'm like, ah, oh, like, I mean, I, this morning I meditated, but like, I didn't meditate probably for the past like five days and okay. my soul thrives in that space. That's where more creativity comes from. So I did feel a little sense of trigger of like, oh, she's on her, she's on her meditation game always. Like <laughs> I need to get on mine. Right. And so, and so speaking to that is like, the more we can share from those vulnerable pockets of like, even yeah. when you said not always, like yeah, not always. for us, we can like on Instagram, people might look and, and say, oh, they're always perfect. They're always here. They're always there. But the more vulnerable we can become, okay, we're not always perfect. There are Ooh. times when we fall off our game or there are, there are things we know we can be better at and there are things that we can work through that mm-hmm. allows other women to kind of relax as well and sit back in their space and be like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I, it's just a perception. I'm, I'm creating this perception yeah. of what Jax is or what Erica is yeah. rather than the, the actual reality of it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. You little yeah. sweetums. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> On my game. It's something that I work towards. Of course. That's like, I try to embody what I teach, but there's days like we're going on vacation and we're going to, I'm going to try my best to meditate when we can, but you know, life happens and and you do your best to flow with it. Right. We're all about the flow and that divine feminine. And yes, the divine flow. What feels right today doesn't feel right tomorrow for my feeling based people. So if today meditate and tomorrow you don't, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. that's, That's huge. Like my feelings have been finding a meditative practice right now in my movement because I felt like there was a lot of stagnant energy that was just sitting and lingering within yeah. me. And so I'm on this like trying new, new exercising um, modalities like Legree. Oh, I'm, and, oh, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing yeah, it. And, uh, yeah. And the person climber, a climbing class, like all these yes. things. Yes. That's Woo. awesome. 
Yeah. And just like finding what's right. And like, I do that all the time where I had like a couple weeks straight where I was running and like, I used to run a long time ago and I was really good at it in high school. And then I hated it because I was good at it and people made me do it. So then I kind of stopped. So I just, one day I woke, I was waking up at like 5am and I was like running and getting downloads. And I was, instead of meditating for like that month, I was running and getting the same exact experience almost. Mm -hmm. And then I just, and then I was like, okay, I don't really want to do that anymore. And then I just, that's how I am though. I'm, I'm so morning rituals, rituals, rituals work for me. Yes. Flexible rituals work for me. Um, I still like structure in the sense of like, I have like non-negotiables that I do every single day, but then there's some things that I move in there, move in and out that kind of flow in some days and some days it doesn't but I try to keep the same consistency with doing something every single day where it's working towards my inner growth and my consistent, you know, healing and moving the needle forward every single day. That's something that I really try to do. Yeah. And I think that's huge is just knowing that what works for some people doesn't work for other people. And what works for you last month doesn't work for you this month. And I know there's, especially in like the personal development industry, I guess you could say, is they give all of these formulas of like this plus this plus this equals that yeah. equals happiness, right? But it's like, maybe that worked for them. And maybe you can yeah. learn one of their plus this and add it yeah. to something with that. And maybe like, it really comes into a place where you find your groove, you find your flow. I, for the longest time, I thought, because this person did it on Instagram, that's what I had to do. Or I had Same. to do meditation and journaling and gratitude and reading and then read this book and then go for a run and then come back and then do my stretching. And I was just like, Oh my God. Then the day's, then the day's done. And you're like, Oh my God, what did I do? It's so much pressure to keep that. It's so much pressure. That is like, and if something feels like it's pressure to you, then maybe take a step back and, and assess yourself and be like, why am I feeling pressure? Am I feeling resistance to that? Is it, it can tell you something about it. Maybe you shouldn't be doing it every day. Or maybe you should be doing it. Like I have my son some mornings where we're doing schoolwork and Zoom calls. I can't get into a deep meditation if he's on a Zoom call because he'll come out and be like, mom, the teacher has to talk to you and excuse me, excuse me, mom. And I'm like, buddy, I'm meditating. I'm trying to meditate. So <laughs> like, you know, we do, you do the best you can. And it, like, again, I'm not perfect. And, and what works for me doesn't work for you or doesn't work for somebody else. And I think that's what's really good about finding a mentor that is more in a flow state where they can understand that because there's not just a system plug you in and X, Y, Z will equal 12. Like it, it really has to be like what works for this person. And you should be able to go through that journey with them and guide them to find their perfect journey and kind of mentor them through that. And I think that's really important. Yeah. That's huge. It's like being able to receive tools and try them on. Like you would try on an outfit, like what you would wear. What you would wear, like I probably wouldn't wear vice versa, you know? And like, so we try them on and we go into the fitting room and you know, that works for you. It looks amazing on you, but it doesn't look good on me. And so I'm going to just go ahead and wear this dress and you can wear those pants and that's part of the journey. And maybe, you know, just like what worked for that party isn't going to work for that dinner event. Like it's, it's just like that. Yes. You can't wear a party dress to a meditation party. So you can't wear like a sparkle dress to like a meditation day or like a retreat like that. You but, would show then, up would like, but then it's like embody it. If you want to rock a freaking right? 
<laughs> if you want to walk a, rock a sequence dress to a meditation event. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm hanging out with her. Uh (laughs) That's my girl. (laughs) Exactly. Owning yourself and not people pleasing, I think is huge. Being able to speak your truth and really step into this place of full authenticity, fully embodied, fully knowing where you're headed and also being okay with knowing where you're or not knowing where you're headed, right? Like being open to where this journey of life guides you to. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is like, to me, finding my authentic soul was the beginning of my actual life. Mm-hmm. And the earlier you can find that, the better, but it doesn't mean that somebody in their 60s, 70s can't find that. I have a client that's 61 and she's crushing it. She's absolutely crushing it. Mm-hmm. So, but really it's like, you've lived this, this part. That's an exhausting. Like you, you've been going to work You've been as an actress or an actor every single day playing this role. That's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you just want to take off the mask. Take like it's kind of like a blooming onion, I say. So like you're you're coming out, you're you're peeling off these layers that like aren't serving you anymore. And then you're this like, who are you underneath all of that? Mm -hmm. That's your authentic soul. And that's like the most beautiful thing that will ever show this world is who you are authentically supposed to be. That is the most beautiful thing to show that. Yes. And we need more of that, more, more, more living from the soul, soul serving parts of you, soul serving characteristics really is what I'm trying to say. And so if, if someone is just learning or they're new on this journey and they really want to break into understanding themselves or get started, like take the first step towards finding their authentic self, towards their soul, towards their truth. Is Mm -hmm. there any words of wisdom you could provide for these uh, beautiful humans? I would honestly say, and I know I'm a mentor and Erica's a mentor as well, but finding yourself a mentor that resonates with you, whether it be they have a similar past story as you, or you hear something that just resonates, hire them. Trust in the universe and hire them because you don't know what you don't know. That is like huge. And they can literally get you in three to five to six months somewhere that would take you a lifetime. So if you see their Instagram, read their posts, DM them, ask them, ask them questions. Like if they don't want to answer your questions, then move on to somebody else. Find somebody that resonates with you and meditate on it. Ask the universe. You'll get your answer. If they're the right person for you, you might feel chills. You might feel this like warm hug. But find a mentor because they're really here. Like, I feel like I was put here from the universe to guide now. Like, that's where I truly feel like, like the light worker. Like, I'm here to, to awaken the collective and, and help people heal and grow past what they, what they thought they yeah. could grow from. Yeah. So I think just like, if you're feeling stuck or lacking anything, or you just don't know the next step, or, or you look down and you, you feel like you're stuck in mud. You might see your goal from a mile away, but you look down and you're like, shit, how do I get out of this mud? And you can't even lift your legs up. Hire somebody, hire somebody. That's what they're there for. They're there to get you to that next step or get you to that goal that you can see. Even if you can't see a goal, that's okay too. If there's like a fog in front of you Mm -hmm. and you're stepping in mud and you're like, shit, I'm in mud and there's a fog. I have no clarity whatsoever. That's okay too. Hire somebody. They can help you clear that fog remove that mud and get you moving. Yeah. Love that. And that's what's 
so beautiful is that it's not a competition. We're all here together to, to take, come from a place of duality. We're living in a a dualistic society, right? And into Mm -hmm. a place of oneness, into a place of collective consciousness where we're able to truly understand that my soul and Jax's soul and all the other souls are all connected as one, as energetic frequencies, um, really in a place of love. And when we can remove the layers, remove the masks, break off the shields and open up that onion, we can really step into a place of more and more and more divine love where the masculine and the feminine both have a part in this society, right? Yes, there's the feminist movement, but also we need the masculine. We need the masculine within ourselves and the masculine within men, the, div- the divinity of that. So I love yeah. that you spoke to that and just how we can really open up to learning ourselves at the truth, at our core. We can take mm-hmm. away a lot of the pain that people are suffering through um, on this planet. Yeah. Yes. And knowing that we are one, like what you said is is exactly true. Like me and you are the same. You and anyone listening to this is the same. We're all made of the frequency of love. And when you live in a frequency of love, there's no room for hate. Mm -hmm. So knowing that we're all made of energy and we're all the same, like there's so much divide going on right now with politics and everything going on. Like it's just to separate us. We're all the same. And Mm -hmm. I think just the more the collective realizes that, the more that we can raise the consciousness of the collective and, Mm -hmm. and heal so much. There's so many wounds that are just left just being reopened and, and throwing salt on. And, and when you really are able to like close those wounds, that's when you can really like raise up and, mm-hmm. and grow past anything that you can possibly imagine. Yes. Oh, so perfectly put and so many good little gems within here. If you're just getting started on your journey or if you've been on a self-development healing journey for a while, there's always room, obviously, that you can bring in because what you don't know, you don't know, right? So different perspectives, different understandings will help you understand yourself um, from a whole new level. So thank you so much for all of your beautiful input today, Jax, and all of the um, gems that you shared. (laughs) And Last question before I let you go is what does it mean to live your life fearlessly? Ooh, good question. So to live your life fearlessly means to step away from your limiting beliefs, step away from all of those stories, that negative self-talk that's that's inside of your brain telling you that you can't do something and go and do it. I promise you, I promise you, you have no idea what's on the other side of that fear, that scarcity. When you step through that, literally shattering the breakthroughs. I can't even explain it. I've I've witnessed it myself. I've seen Erica do it. All of my clients have gone through it. So it's something that live fearlessly. Do it. You have one life. You have absolutely one night. One life. What are you waiting for? Just fucking do it. What are you waiting for? That's it. Mic drop here. (laughs) And then lastly, I would love for my audience to be able to connect with you. How can they find you? Where can they connect with you? I am on Instagram at Jax Wimmer, J-A-X-W-I-M-M-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, Jax Wimmer, but I use Instagram pretty much is my main name. So check me out. 
I love it. Thank you so much. And if you guys love this podcast, obviously we love reviews. We love to hear from you. Leave a review here on this podcast. That's how we can share the love with the collective and raise the consciousness so everyone operates from a place of love. And then obviously screenshot this episode and tag Jax, tag myself, and tag Find Your Fearless Podcast and let us know what you loved about it. And we will talk to you next week.